0: Good morning, church. Uh,新年快乐. Uh,愿你天天都开心. You know, yeah. You know, the blessing of the Lord be with you is really great. That uh, today is the first day of Chinese New Year, and as what uh, our worship leader has said, that uh, it is really good that the first thing that we do is to worship the Lord, uh, because it's truly Him that uh, bless us and will be using us. This morning, uh, it's really good to be able to share the message. I know I'm keeping lunch away from you if I drag on. Uh, but anyway, I got a lot of time. <laughs> well, let me start by saying this. Recently, I received a SMS message reminder, reminding me that I need to take my second booster shot against uh, COVID. Uh, there's a few reminder already. So I'm not going to tell you whether did I respond to that, but can you imagine this, just imagine this with me, that if we have a vaccine company that manufacture just one vaccine shot, which has 100% efficacy against the virus, no need second or third or fourth shot and so on. Question is this, do you think that people will take this vaccine short or rush for that vaccine shot? Think about that Some may say yes, some may say no You know, personally, I think that uh, the answer is no because there will still be some that do not believe that it works 100% or 100% efficacy or there will be some of us that refuse to be jabbed and say, "I I don't like this method or there will be some of us that refuse simply not to respond to that so there's many respond last week, uh, Pastor Vincent shared about the efficacy of the gospel truly the gospel had 100% efficacy in life transformation and power to produce positive result 100% efficacy, 100% effective in that sense. Why? Because the gospel is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. However, while the gospel had 100% efficacy, I want to remind all of us that the effects of the gospel will only take place when one believes it, when the hearers receive it. Just like when there's a Vaccine that is 100% in efficacy against the virus Unless one believes, receive that jab uh, The effects will not take place at all So likewise for us The gospel ha- has 100% efficacy in life transformation Why? Because it is from God But we need to receive it The hearers need to say yes to it, believe in it, and act upon it. And the effects of the gospel will really depend on how we yield to God's word and the Holy Spirit. So today, in my challenge and my encouragement to all of us, in the light of the outreach theme, I want to pray and I want to encourage all of us to yield to the Holy Spirit to receive God's word and allow the gospel effect to take place in our own transformation and for the transformation of others. Therefore, today with the text, I want to highlight the effects of the gospel for all of us to know and to encourage us to experience the effects of the gospel in our lives as we yield to God's word and the holy spirit so this is my outline as usual i'm going to talk about the effects of the gospel on the person the personhood our own transformation the effects of the gospel through our proclamation and i want to encourage all of us you know to proclaim god's word through our lives with our words and then lastly i'm gonna end looking at the Thessalonian the effects of the gospel in their perseverance and also to encourage us also that we keep on preaching, keep on proclaiming, keep on living our lives for Jesus. So allow us to uh, read the Word of God to all of us. This is the text today, 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 5 to 10. For our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction, just as you know what kind of men we proved to be among you for your sake. You also became imitators of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much tribulation with the joy of the Holy Spirit, so that you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. For the word of the Lord has sounded forth from you, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place your faith toward God has gone forth, so that we have no need to say anything. For they themselves report among us what kind of reception we had with you, and how you turned to God from idols to serve a living and true God and to wait for His Son from heaven, whom He raised from the dead. That is Jesus who rescued us from the wrath to come. Brothers and sisters, the Gospel has an effect on us, our personhood. The Gospel has the power of God to affect us positively. And it is the message of God's our deliverance, salvation to those who believe. And for those who believe what the gospel promised in that whole content, and as we yield to God's word and the Holy Spirit, our lives will be changed. Why? Because the gospel message of Jesus Christ is backed by God's power and authority. It's a message when God said, I will do that, means He will do that. It is a message of true salvation, deliverance, peace and restoration. Maybe it will help us understand a little bit uh, when we look into the historical context of how this word gospel is being used. This word gospel in the historical context. You know when the word gospel is used uh, in the past, is a Greek noun uh, called eu- euangelon, which means the message of good news Is the message of good news, it is very good news When the gospel is being used or euangelon This word is being used in the Greco-Romans context Usually, okay, follow this Usually it is on the setting of the celebration of the birth of a king, emperor or Caesar or it's a setting whereby the ascension, He he takes the throne uh, the Caesar, Emperor takes the throne so it's a celebration of the birth and ascension of an Emperor or Caesar and whenever that uh, took place, a birth or ascension of a new Emperor there will be messengers that will go out and proclaim you angle on to others and good news good news you angle on the gospel of Caesar in a sense to the world so it will be communicated that the emperor this new emperor or Caesar will be the savior and he will bring salvation in his room it is perceived to the hearers that this is good news but why? because Caesar now with his military power and might will make sure the the quote-unquote wrong things were made right he will use his military power to rule and to give peace and hope to the kingdom at that point of time, to the world at that point of time and with his might, with his power, with his policy he will bring things in order and sort of bring quote-unquote peace to the world, to to the place there. He will cause dissension to cease by force and he will bring peace to the situation. So that's euangelon. So here when Paul used the word the gospel of Jesus Christ, gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, the euangelon of Jesus Christ, he, Paul, was implying The good news that the king is born. Jesus, the king, has come and is establishing his kingdom. King Jesus has won. A new ruler is born. A new kingdom is here. And he is declaring his salvation, his kingdom to the world. And those who come under his kingship, the Saviour King Jesus will set that person free, will allow that person to live in his kingdom, and will allow the resources of the kingdom to be made available to that person. He will give true peace and hope via or versus, versus the other gospel that comes from Caesar. So you see, there's two gospels at that point of time, the gospel of Jesus Christ and the gospel of the emperor. And we who are in Christ Jesus' kingdom will experience the effect of the good news that the gospel of Jesus Christ can bring. True peace, true deliverance, true salvation. Why is it so? Because it is backed by God's power and authority. He will make sure what He promised in the gospel message will come to pass past. Why is it so? Because He is God. Powerful, awesome, mighty. What He said in the message He will bring to pass. That's why if you come to read the the Gospel of Luke in Luke chapter 4 verse 8 to uh, verse 18 to 19, you, it records for us uh, Jesus saying this, He's reading Isaiah and Jesus said this, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set free those who are oppressed, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. What's happening here? Here we see before Jesus started His public ministry, he was anointed to declare and preach the gospel, Uangalon, declaring that it's a favorable year of the Lord. And those who believe and come into the kingdom, they will receive uh, release, liberty. You know, they will have uh, restoration. And that's why you know, Jesus was empowered to do it. Why? Because it is backed by the power of of God it is not backed by the power or military might of men, but of God. and when God promised what is being mentioned in the gospel, He will make sure that it will come to pass. So in understanding this word Yuwangon again right, I, I just want to show you another example that's quite interesting. Yuwanggelon is an invitation to come into the kingdom. And we realize this in Acts chapter 17, verse 6 to 7. Again, I'm bringing it, it back to the Thessalonian issue. With that understanding that you on, the good news is an invitation to come to the kingdom. During the time when Paul went to preach to the Thessalonians, you will realize that there are persecution, opposition and, and things like this. And you will realize that the opposition Oppressor themselves, uh, those that come against Paul and his team, uses the same uh, concept to st- stir some dissension. You know, in Acts chapter 17, verse 6 to 8, you will realize this. When they did not find them, the oppressor, the, those go against uh, Paul and team, they began dragging Jason and some brethren before the city authority, shouting, This man upset the world have come here also and jason welcomed them and they all act contrary to the decree of caesar saying that there is another king you see if you are able to pin the picture together what the enemy is trying to use is this you see this man is coming with another gospel declaring about another king another rule under the king you angle on. Well, what they stated was not entirely false. Paul indeed was inviting the people to God's kingdom, through the gospel, the gospel that will be able to transform and change life. And those who receive that message, that gospel that Paul proclaimed will receive grace will receive the resources from God's kingdom. Why? Because the gospel is backed by God Himself Who will affect, who will influence us to change And to have our transformation as we yield to Him As we yield to His word This message in this point does not allow us to explain How it really works in that sense It will take uh, maybe another message to explain this but if you look at the background information, the transformation of individual in, in the book of Acts, in Thessalonians' case, you will realize that indeed transformation takes place where they are. You know, if we examine the example of Paul, look at him. Did not the gospel that he preached change and transform him 180 degrees? Would he risk his life to proclaim a gospel that is not true? No. Why? Because the gospel had an effect on him, his personhood and that led him to preach the gospel and led him also in the transformation. When we look at the example of Thessalonians of which we are studying, you will also realise through the reading of uh, 1 Thessalonians that we see their life change Why is it so? Because the gospel affected them positively When we look at other uh, evidence in the Bible uh, in, 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 in the Bible, like Apostle Peter, like other apostles you will realise that the gospel changed them also Let's not also talk about so, uh, the, the things that is so far away in the past Let's just look around us also just look at one another. That is the testimony that the gospel had an effect on us and our lives change in that sense. Just turn to your neighbor and say that I hope there's change in me. <laughs> you know the gospel had an effect on our personhood. Our lives will be noticeably changed by the gospel and people around us should witness those changes. Just like the Thessalonian example to those around them, they notice their testimony, their change. People will see believers becoming more and more like Jesus Christ and doing more and more Christ-like work we will see the kind of persons that are living in a manner of life that is consistent to the gospel message. Just look at the text here. For our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power and the Holy Spirit with full conviction, just as you know what kind of men. I'm highlighting all this because these are visible things that we can see what kind of man we prove imitator of us and of the Lord became example all these are visible and I am highlighting this for us to see that the gospel had an effect on us when we obey his word when we yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit for change. Paul here reminded Them, the Thessalonians, the kind of men that they were Consistent to the gospel message that they heard And despite the opposition, the persecution, the tribulation that they are facing Paul and his team continue to proclaim God's word Continue to live a manner of life To demonstrate the effects of the gospel in them and through them and around them And here Paul also reminded that the same effect of the gospel, the same effect of the gospel, was upon the Thessalonians. They received the gospel message, despite much tribulation and opposition. If we look, if we read uh, Acts chapter seventeen, but they received it with much joy in the Holy Spirit, and they imitated Paul, Silas, Timothy. And ultimately, they also imitate the way of Christ. They imitate Christ in their spiritual journey. They become more Christ-like. And not only had this effect of the gospel impact and transform them, producing change in them, Paul gave thanks that they also became example to the believers that is in Macedonia and Achaia. And their lives is affecting, influencing outward to others in a positive way Friends, the gospel has 100% efficacy in life transformation is effective to change and produce positive impact in our lives When the hearers hear it, receive it, yield to the Holy Spirit However there must be some honest evaluation of our lives also if we come to this, realize this point that yeah the gospel had an effect on our personalhood the honest reflection this morning is about this also as we come to this point is how much really has the gospel changed your life, my life how much has the gospel affect us, are there change in our lives that are visible? The way we behave, the way we react or respond. Is there change? Is it noticeable? Is the transformation noticeable? Are we growing more Christ-like to the extent that people say, "Hey, something is wrong," and and maybe this afternoon when you go visitation uh, that you're going to meet your relative or, or your relative or your friends for the once in this one year, you know? They say, wow, something has changed in you in the way that you talk and respond and things like this. Are there noticeable change that is in us, brothers and sisters? Does the people recognise that? that our change is because of Christ, because of the gospel. If there's no change in us, then we also need to ask this honest question, what's happening? Are we not yielding to the Holy Spirit and the obedience of God's word to see that the effect of the gospel changes us? Some honest question for us to take note as we embark on this theme, outreach. I really love uh, the theme today whereby we talk about come and see. Yeah, we we go and see Jesus, but we are also asking people, come and see our life transformation because of Jesus and see the attractiveness of the gospel. May I encourage all of us uh, this year as we embark on outreach, you know, uh, really it's not about doing, doing, engage in activity, it's also about our own transformation. How much has the gospel transform us? That people will say there's noticeable transformation, there's something attractive about the gospel, there's something attractive about this person and I want to know more. The gospel transform us. One of the reasons why Christianity was able to impact the Roman Empire at that time was because of the effects of the gospel on the lives of the messengers. You know, when the gospel radically changed their life, the Thessalonians and also the believers there, they became a different kind of people in society. Immoral people became pure dishonest people became trustworthy. Impatient people became patient. Unloving people became uh, loving. Cruel people became kind. Unfaithful person became faithful. More than just living a good and honorable life as the gospel transformed them, they went out to help people so they are joyful, helpful, ministering to the people, reaching out to others despite uh, rejection and persecution. And the unbelievers saw that radical transformation that comes from the gospel. And this radical transformation is not uh, one moment kind, it's permanent and miraculous. And these believers were impacting society with the love of Christ around them. So what am I trying to say here? The gospel produced an effect on our personhood. I pray that we, as we engage in this year outreach Him, that our lives will be transformed radically and that we will be an impact for Jesus Christ in this year. I pray that we will yield to the Holy Spirit and God's word as the, trans- as the gospel, is being uh, received by us and why is this so also going to my next point because if our transformation is real it will actually facilitate people or make it a little bit easier for people or to encourage people to receive the gospel once they see that really our life change the effects of the gospel through our proclamation. Let me just elaborate on, on this. Not only did Paul give thanks to God for the gospel effect on the Thessalonians, transforming them, causing them to be example to the believers in the region, he was also thankful that the proclamation of the gospel went forth from them to others. And their conversion story, uh, to the kingdom has also testified that a hey, really this gospel that they are bringing is real is effective is true their conversion story actually validate that so here verse 8 says this for the word of the lord has sounded forth from you not only in macedonia and Achaia, but also every place your faith toward god has gone forth so that there so that uh, we have no need to say anything for they themselves report about us what kind of reception we have with you and how you turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God Here we see the gospel being proclaimed and sounded forth from the Thessalonians and in fact it is actually quite a, quite a huge tel- territory in that sense you know Macedonia uh, was the Roman province uh, in the northeast of Greece at that time. The Macedonia Church includes this uh, Philippi, Thessalonian, Berean. You know, Achaia, which uh, which was written there, was the was directly south of Macedonia. So, if you look at this circle that I have drawn, right, it is actually big territory a lot of territory that the word of God and their testimony has gone forth their proclamation has reached quite a lot of people and even the place everywhere they go their faith was being known how far is our proclamation is a question that we ask but coming back again what was communicated to the people in that region, in Macedonian, and in other places? It is actually the gospel message, the gospel message that they have received from, from Paul. Let me let me just explain a little bit. In verse eight, we will see this uh, uh, this uh, uh, word sounded forth. It is being sound, the word of God has sounded forth from you. The Greek text here has this idea of relay, relaying or echo. So, what are they relaying and echoing? Of course, it's the gospel message. So, what happens in the proclamation or in our proclamation when we preach, when when we proclaim to others and declare to others? What is needed is this, is the gospel message. Just like the Thessalonians echoing. Uh, Relaying what they have received from Paul to others Likewise, I think in our, in our proclamation of the good news There must be a gospel message An invitation to come into the kingdom But beside this gospel message uh, As I investigate the text further I find it, uh, I find it encouraging In verse 8 to 9 You will realize that uh, beside the message that they echo or relay from Paul to others, they also add in their conversion story. You will realize that their conversion story was being known to others, the region. It was written here their faith towards God has gone forth too, and it is known to others to the extent that Paul and Tim do not have to say anything else. Uh, In fact, they are hearing their testimony from others. While they were the first person that brings to them. To me, it's like, wow, quite redundant here, you know. We went to preach, they received. Now, we were about to tell you about their conversion story, but no need. Why? Because news of them, their conversion story has reached this place. We no need to say anything more. So you see, that's how uh, the, the effect of their proclamation and how wide how, how, uh, their so-called uh, story has gone forth in the region. The gospel message was being preached. Their conversion story was interweaved into God's salvation story for others to hear. I find it just quite amazing, interesting. As I look at this, I, I also ask myself this question. What is this content, this content in their story that proves that their faith towards God is genuine? What are the effects demonstrating that the gospel to be true and effective in them? And it's found in verse 9, brothers and sisters, uh, their faith, the way they live their life, the way they conduct their life Actually validate that the gospel is true and effective For example, if we look at uh, verse 9 whereby Paul talks about the reception that they have is referring to Acts chapter 17 Acts chapter 17 verse 1 to 9 as the background for our understanding whereby when the gospel first came to the Thessalonians and when they received the gospel message, it is in the context of persecution, tribulation, challenges that is going on not just for the Thessalonians themselves but also for Paul and Tim. Just imagine this, while while the city is going against the believers, those that proclaim that they are followers of Jesus Christ, uh, imagine this, uh, that Paul wanted to go back Or Paul is in the midst They are trying to, to, to protect Paul in that sense If I can paint this picture to you They are trying to po- protect Paul in that sense In that tough time, in that persecution Whereby people are trying to attack Paul Just imagine this If it is in our situation whereby there is a messenger here that is being uh, persecuted by many outside force. If we continue to protect that person, actually we are also to the recipient of the wrath of those outside force. Okay, can you see this? So what is happening in this picture is this. While, yes, the Thessalonians is facing tough time once they receive the message. The very act or the very wanting to protect Paul actually will incur the wrath of the city and the outside force for them. But what proof that the gospel effect is really true and effective is they are standing up. They are being empowered by the gospel and the power of God to say, no, this is genuine The messengers is true The message is true and, and real And we by all means will protect the messenger So you see this Their faith demonstrates that it is real The gospel is effective and true They validate it And of course in verse 9, the second part It talks about the turning from idols to serve the living and true god that also proved that their faith is real give you a little bit of a background also uh, they are turning from idols to god show that the gospel had an effect on the why, on them why is it so because Thessalonian, according to our historian is a religious city whereby Evidence showed that there are over about 25 gods, idols or heroes or uh, the personification of virtue being worshipped there. So it's a very religious uh, place. 25 gods or more there. So citizens uh, there were expected to participate in the local religious practice and festival. So be, before they became believer, it is known that the Thessalonian Christian they would have participated in all this religious activity and worship. So the very act of breaking away from this religious activity, turning from idols to serve the living and true God itself is a very visible demonstration that the effect has an uh, the gospel had an effect on that. Why? Because they are turning away will incur wrath, resentment, anger, opposition, persecution by the citizen towards the believer. So, if they are able to stand firm and say, the gospel empowered me, God empowered me, the Holy Spirit empowered me, you know, it's sort of validate that it is real, it's true. The gospel does have an effect them if not they will not prove if not they will not give their only true allegiance to God so see this brothers and sisters when the gospel was being proclaimed it has an effect on them when the gospel went to Thessalonians in verse 5 they receive it in verse 6 And of course we look at the context of Acts 17 And this message affects their personhood And it affects their proclamation And the progress of the gospel continues from them As they pass it on And their story also becomes part of God's salvation story to the world What can we learn here, brothers and sisters, as we come to this part I think the gospel must be proclaimed it must be declared we must preach the gospel because it's an invitation to others to come to the kingdom and it must be made known in addition our story of transformation our story of change of how the gospel save us, empower us, transform us should also be shared because it will facilitate hearers to say, hey, actually this Gospel that you preach is real. I see it transform you. Our story needs to be made known so that it at least can help people or encourage people to receive the Gospel. That the gospel is not just a theory, it is real. Why is it so? Because our lives will change and it's still changing for the better. So brothers and sisters, I'm challenging all of us that the gospel must not just stop at transforming us, it needs to go forth in our proclamation. Don't just reap all the benefits uh, of the gospel and stop there it needs to go out, the good news needs to go out, the transforming power of Jesus Christ needs to go out. But the thing is this, unless we preach, go and preach the gospel, there will be not, uh, they will not hear the good news of the gospel, just as what Romans say. How then will they call on Him in whom they have not believed? How will they believe in Him whom they have not heard? And how will they hear without a preacher, a person that proclaims? How will they preach unless they were sent? Just as it's written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news of good things. I want to encourage all of us this year, God will use us at opportune time to share His Word, to encourage someone uh, to really be an instrument to, of change for others. And that will happen. I think God will honour us as we yield to Him and say, Yes, Lord, I want to be an impact for You. Because I see my life change, I want to go out and help someone. I just want to share a very uh, short testimony of uh, myself as I come to this part. As I preach this, I'm also preaching to myself. Because I have a testimony to share a testimony of witness, a testimony of thanksgiving of what happened during the first week of this year uh, with this understanding that we are doing outreach team for the for, the, for uh, in, in our church so what happens is this is, is about our my yielding to God okay during the first week right, Sunday is the first, first January is Sunday, so second day, second January is public holiday. I was uh, doing uh, something, uh, I was writing my paper and, and I, was, I was in my zone, you know, to write paper. Now sometimes, you know, writing paper can be a little bit hard uh, and when you are in your quote unquote zone, right, means for a lot of things, so you can write really well, but uh, long story short, I was disrupted I was disrupted by a call saying that Pastor, you know, you, you need to go to this uh, You need to go to the hospital to pray for this person Because he only requests for a pastor Then in my mind, right I said, wow, it's holiday you know, I'm making my holiday very fruitful And I'm in my zone, you know uh, Why in the church got three pastors, right? Why choose me, you know? Then I ask a lot of questions hey, the, I, cannot, I, cannot, uh, I cannot communicate in Chinese, you know You see, just now I cannot, right? I cannot communicate in Chinese so there's a preacher, 4% uh, uh, What will happen, you know? I ask quite a lot of questions uh, just for my convenience Actually, I have to confess And, and I have to confess this You know, pastor is human also, there's so many things I mean, I'm in my zone already Can I not be disrupted? So I ask a lot of questions And I realize as I begin to pin all those pictures together, right uh, I was not the first choice eh? Uh, But because this person got got things on This person got things on I'm actually the last choice eh? And thank you, I'm the last choice Uh, But and but God knows my situation, you know. Remember? Outreach. Remember? And, and I also received a verse from the Lord uh, in the turning of 2023, whereby it's a call to abide in Him and bear much fruit, you know, John uh, 15. So as I pin all this together, right, oh, outreach, you know, I talk about outreach, I preach about outreach, I'm not doing outreach when situation happen. So how to account to all of you, right? so i said wow i said somehow god has a way of working things out and of course you know as a pastor there is uh, you know i'm good you know and i say okay lah. uh since god you you have already spoken to me since it's about outreach team i shall go uh, in fact uh, in the beginning it's really reluctant now uh, because i asked a lot of questions just to not, can don't go or not, but I tell you the, the thing is this: I was quite surprised and of course I know that when the word of God went forth uh, it, will, it will not go back to him, so I went I share uh, the gospel, I share, the, I share uh, Psalm 91, I declare to that person and say I'm coming here not because I'm a pastor I'm coming here because I represent God to share this word to you because as in my prayer i find i feel that this is really the word of god to that person so i read psalm 91 uh, pray uh, psalm 91 over that person and say this is the word of god to you continue to read in that sense long story short again uh, i i thought that maybe the process will be long uh, the transformation will be short will, 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 will take some time but i realized again in talking to uh, those that asked me along to do it, right? I said, hey, actually, the result was bearing fruit quite uh, fast, okay? And that testimony, right, I will leave it to some other day for that person to share for us. What, my, what is my point here? The point here is about yielding. The point here is that if we really believe that the gospel can change someone, I think, and if we believe that we are in the kingdom and the king has power over us to command us to do things, then in this year, if the Lord impress upon you to go share this good news to that person, to go do this good deed to that person, to do something for that person, please do not resist the Holy Spirit because it is a year of outreach And we know that since the gospel has transformed us, those around us should benefit also. We are anointed to preach the gospel and to proclaim a favorable year to those around us. The gospel proclamation. So let me just uh, go to my last point, and this is short and uh, is my conclusion. This is in conclusion The effects of the gospel in our perseverance You see, when we yield to the Holy Spirit and God's word The gospel will empower us We will be strengthened to persevere until the very end Why is it so? Because the king, we know that the the king is coming back soon So as we look at the theme twenty. 23 whereby I talk about outreach whereby we put a tag here we pray that every member here, every one of us will be a witness for Christ uh, but in order to reach there in order to do outreach we first need to have the transforming power of God in us, see the effect of the gospel in us But don't just see the effect, proclaim and preach it, bring it to someone Allow our faith to communicate to others that the gospel is really real And of course, in our communication, uh, it will not be easy, I guarantee you I cannot say that everything is easy, no Advancing the gospel is never easy or smooth sailing There will be challenges I have to warn all of us Opposition, obstacle We will be rejected, discouraged uh, Laughed at uh, And in some country we will be killed in that sense Just like what the earlier believers faced. However, we need to persist We need to have perseverance Because the King is soon coming back. And that's the same uh, effect of the gospel upon the Thessalonians. Why are they able to uh, continue preaching despite all those hardship, challenges, uh, those things coming against them because they know this that the king is coming back. Look at this. They turn from idols to God to serve a living God and verse then say, to wait for His Son from heaven whom He raised from the dead. There is Jesus who will rescue us from the wrath to come. The Thessalonian has this in view, that the King is soon coming back, the Son of God is coming back. Here it reads to deliver them from the wrath to come. But we also understand that when the Son of God returned back on earth there will be judgment on the world yes we will be spared but how about our loved ones that are not in the Lord think about it when the son of God comes we will be rewarded for the things that we have done for him and that's our perseverance also I mean part of it when the son of God comes we will hear the message good and faithful servant but are we really good and faithful servant in that sense when the son of god comes we will have a great reunion not just with him but with the fellow saints and those believers that have passed on including those our loved ones that's in the lord When the Son of God comes, when the King returns again, that is actually the motivating uh, effect of the Gospel on the Thessalonians. And that should also be upon us. That should motivate us to reach out to others before the soon coming King. That should give us the perseverance that although we will be jeered at, laughed at, Radicule, maybe being persecuted uh, uh, really uh, in, a, in a very extreme sense. Let's keep that perseverance because when the king comes back, that will be it, the end. Those that are in him will be with him. Those that are not will perish in that sense. Just like the Thessalonians that understood that Jesus will come back again. And soon, they are practicing in faith, laboring in hope, anchoring, uh, laboring in love, anchoring themselves in hope. Likewise, let us, in 2023, engage outreach with that same mindset, allowing God to transform us to be more Christ-like allowing God to use us in our proclamation of the Gospel with our story in, uh, interweaved inside and with that perseverance to go on for our Lord Jesus is coming back soon. May we yield more and more to God, word, uh, God's Word and the Holy Spirit to see the effect of the Gospel in us and through us. Let us pray. Lord, thank you once again for this morning that we can come and worship you and receive your grace, receive your blessing. This being the first day of uh, the Chinese New Year. Lord, with that also, we want to recognize that this blessing that we receive from you is not for us to keep. It's for us also to share to others. So with this uh, message that has gone forth, impress upon our hearts our yielding to your Holy Spirit and the obedience towards your word and even the prompting that you have given to us when we meet people, when we interact with people, cause us to be sensitive. So that in that moment, we will be able to release your blessing to others in that moment we will be able to share your good news to them calling them to be part of the kingdom that in that moment we will be able to encourage someone to take another step closer to the faith so god i want to pray uh, even as we come to this point whereby we understand uh, that we are inviting people to come and see lord give us the grace to transform to see transformation in us so that when people see us this year lord that there will be an effect not just upon us but also on the hearers or those that come in contact with us that they will come a little bit closer to the kingdom and for some of them they will come to the kingdom with the invitation of the gospel. So God, I pray Lord, your blessing to be upon us as we receive this, ge- this uh, message in Jesus' name. Amen.